You look good. New Richard Podcast, back again. This time on a Sunday. This is our second attempt. Uh, let's go ahead and get right into it, man. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, man. What's good, New Richmond, once again? My name is One. <laughs> My Hip- name is One. Hip-hop artist from RVA. <laughs> Right, let me um I'm looking now. Let me get this Yeah Ah, there we go. That's better. All right, yeah, man. We had to come back again for the second day because we had was having audio troubles yesterday. But and there's really no explanation for it. I didn't even I don't know what happened. I just shut the shit down, let it rest for the whole night, and I just turned it back on. I, I let it run with one mic just for a little bit uh-huh. for like two hours and it started working. So then I put the other mic in and it was working, so Okay. I don't know what happened, but I'm glad we got it together. Glad we can finally sit down. Believe it or not, this is our second interview. Right. Second time sitting across from you, but the first one, um, I I couldn't couldn't can't finish it because the computer blah 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 shit. So glad to have you in for another one. What's happening with you, bro? Glad to be here. Um, what's happening with me? Just pushing this new project, the one, and um, doing some traveling. Yeah. And um trying to make sure that people really understand who I am as an artist versus um, the misconception of of what I said in my song. We, we talked about it. One particular lyrics. Right. Some of my particular lyrics was, when you see me in the ci- your city, put down your guns. And I guess some people took it as me saying it, like, get away with your guns but i put, never said that yeah i was like bro i ain't putting down no fucking gun what you talking about nigga? <laughs> hell no we ain't putting down no guns no that's not what i'm saying at all um i believe that you should have the right to defend yourself by any means i'm gonna adjust your mic keep talking up by any means and um i don't think the guns kill people at all i've never seen a gun just jump up and start shooting right people. i think that people should take um a little bit more responsibility in their actions Mm-hmm. And guns are used to protect and defend. Right. In my book, so no, I'm not saying at all. Get rid of your guns or anything like that. So. Yeah. So tell us. So 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 tell us exactly which track it is that you're talking about. That you said that, and how did that misconception even come about? I think the misconception comes from what people assume that they know what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I say, when you see me in your city, put down your guns. I'm riding through showing love, y'all, because I'm the one. I'm, I'm not coming to anybody's city, town to beef with them. I'm coming to spread a, a, what I call life music. I want to see people prosper. Mm-hmm. I want to see the hip-hop community do better, especially men in our treatment towards women. So that's what I'm an advocate of. And... You don't need a gun for me. So if you see me in your city, put down your guns. And let's have a good time. Come you on, know, let's have a good time. You know what's funny? Because even I might have even misunderstood that a little bit. Because I remember when you were telling me about the video. And you was like, you wanted me to be in there like putting a gun down or something. And I was like, I don't know if I really... Like, I get it. Like, we ain't out here just shooting people. Like, don't do that. Right. But I maybe I didn't really understand the image that you was trying to get across either. And well, I never understood it until like you just gave me this clarity right here. In, in the hip-hop community, first of all, hip-hop is a universal language, and it has reached countries well, where the English language is not even spoken. So hip-hop has a, a, a powerful impact on the world, but 
some of the negative images that come from hip hop and guns and violence and so forth, I'm I'm clearly just offering a glass of water, so to speak. Right. My music is it's life music. It's a glass of water. It's not mixed with crystal or <laughs> or beer yeah. or anything. It's it's just water, and I think it's something that everybody needs. Right. So that's okay. what I'm offering, and um, I probably. I'm going to buy some more guns eventually. I'm trying to catch up with you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk guns, too. We, we, we could definitely talk guns. You know, that's kind of my thing right now. Yes, indeed. Um, I want you to, to tell me about, so so we got the introduction to you. You do music. I want you to kind of, like, take a step back and let me know where it is that you started with, with your interest in music or your love in music. Do you feel like you have a love for music? Like, why do you do music? I actually like three questions, but, yeah, you know, cool. I'm trying to get you on that, you know. I love music. I love hip-hop. And as I was saying earlier, the effect that hip-hop has on the world, like, it's hard to become the president of the United States without the influence of hip-hop. Really? And, yeah, there, was, there used to be a time when the only brothers and sisters that could talk to a president was a politician. Now the presidents have to go to podcasts such as yours, oh, okay. such as The Breakfast Club, right. they have to connect with the hip-hop community. So, I think that uh, the influence of hip-hop is so great that I had to get involved because, like, I, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan, and it's hard to get into a confrontation when you're listening to Michael Jackson. Right. It's You just want to dance and enjoy the music. Like, one of my favorite songs is do you remember the time? And I, hey, I was just talking about that song the oh other man. day, bro. Because that, that video used to come on BT. I was talking with my girl about it. Like that's when they had Eddie Murphy in there. Oh, man. that might have been the Eddie. first Michael Jackson song that I heard, and I saw the video for Eddie Murphy, um, Magic Johnson. They had so many of our, our great entertainers, noticeable entertainers at that time in that video, and it was all us. And when you have music like that, this family friendly family oriented i mean it's good things come from that so Mm -hmm. i want to put out good music and and clean music and i don't knock anybody else's music their style because i do understand like i think that some people give hip-hop a bad rap they want to ban certain artists because of the impact that it has on children but i think that Instead of banning the artists, I think that parents should take more responsibility in how they raise their children. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a parent, then you should be you should be able to dictate what your children are listening to. My daughter. She shout out to my daughter, Imani Simone. She does have a YouTube channel, The Imani Simone Show. Y'all go check that out, The Imani Simone Show. Yeah, and and my daughter, if she's listening to any of these artists, it's my fault. It's her mom's fault. It's not the artist's fault. It's what we put in front of our children. So I'm not an advocate on you need to shut certain rappers down because of what they say. Now, Mm -hmm. I, I do feel that rappers should take in consideration the power that we have because most of the rappers I talk to that are street cats, the reason why they're sticking their middle finger up at 
everybody and creating this style of music because they felt like, and this is just my opinion, some of them felt like they were in a very dark place mm-hmm. and nobody came for them. Like you hear rappers, I got it out of the mud. And they saw people who could help them. But instead of helping somebody, those same people were, and it's still this way, what's in it for me? Everybody has that what's in it for me mentality. So when you deal with a rapper and he has that forget the world, middle finger up to everybody, it's just me and my crew, it's based upon how they were treated coming up. And it's a lot of anger and frustration in in hip-hop right now, Mm -hmm. in the lyrics. And if you say the wrong thing, that you might can lose your life. And that's not what music was really designed for. I mean, they had war music and stuff like that. But why is it now in hip-hop, if you say the wrong thing on social media, then you might have to see somebody and lose your life and and put mothers through pain, put families through pain. Because one of the worst things you can do as a parent is bury your child mm. because of some he say she say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you spoke you, you you went into length about you know the the, the culture or the climate of hip hop music nowadays, and that speaks a lot to your your style. Your style is not like any anything that I listen to. It's not like anything that I know of. Where do you? What would you name your style if you had to name it? Life music. Life music. You did say that. Life music. Um, who is it you, for? Who's life music for? It's for everyone who, who wants to live and those who are considering that this world is too much for them. And music does alter your mood sometimes. So, you know, when, when your lady's coming on over and you want to kind of set their environment yeah. you, you, throw you put on that nice uh she's a very freaky girl oh, let's get true. it from okay. my <laughs> okay yeah or you can throw on my joint shivery ain't dead you Shiver can throw that dead. on so but i i get it like music does have a profound effect on how people think and a lot of us are making theme music to harm our own people and that's I, tr- that's true and I think that we really need to understand that. That should be sounding sweet, though. The beats. Do you like some of it that's out? Um, like, name name a rapper in particular that you like. I'm being ridiculous, but at the same time, that's the type of shit that I listen to. Uh-huh. But also, uh, name somebody that I like. I guess that you would know. Um, let's just go with Chief Keith, right? Chief Keith. Right. I don't really know of a Chief Keith song. You lying. <laughs> I've heard of him. I don't. I'm. I'm so serious. That's hilarious. Um. Uh. Who's Who's out now in headlines? I don't. But see, I don't listen to a lot of the like the mainstream that's out now. I don't listen to a lot of that. Like the baby, and the baby uh, has skills. He do got skills. He has skills. The baby, the other baby. I know it's little baby. Little baby. They have skills. They're very creative. And um, a lot of rappers are, are extremely talented and creative in their gifts. So I, I don't knock them at all. And um, I understand mm-hmm. because most of them, if, if you listen to them, they want to make things happen for their inner circle. Mm-hmm. And 
the biggest room in a house is the room for improvement. We all can improve on certain things, myself included. And I just personally want to put out the type of music that's family oriented, that the entire family can get together, listen to, and okay. enjoy themselves. Okay. So that's the direction I'm going in. That's interesting. Do you feel like it's hard to make that type of music? No, it's not hard to make the type of music, but getting the um, recognition is, is extremely challenging. And I haven't figured that puzzle out yet. Mm. Because even in my, my hometown, I know every, I know almost every radio personality. And if I see them, they show me love in person. Ooh. And I have friends Damn. that are in the music industry from Richmond. They show me love in person. Right. But they won't share my video. But if you look at their Instagram or their Facebook, they're sharing people they don't even know. Right. And they're sharing ignorant stuff. Right. And I have asked them, yo, man, can you share my video? Right. Can you share my, my Spotify? Yeah, man, right. I do it. And they don't do it. It's, it's their choice. But those same people before they made it, I've shared their stuff. And... Facebook doesn't lie. You can look at my Facebook page and mm -hmm. you can see that I've shared a lot of people's stuff. If I you like do, it. I got to give you that. Like you, you're really good at fucking on the ground street team promotion. Like you talk to more people than I've ever seen anybody do in, in my whole life. I don't even know how you that comfortable just talking to people like that. I'm extremely comfortable in my own skin. Like I like being me now. The biggest room in the house, like I said, is the room for improvement. But I believe in me. I believe in my music. I believe in my mission. So that makes it easier. And I'm not pretending to be anybody else. Mm -hmm. So when you know exactly who you are and the direction you want to go in, it makes it easier to just walk your life. So that's why I'm comfortable just approaching people about my stuff. And I, I got an excellent management team as well. I have... um. One in particular, um, Mrs. Miss Pam. Miss Pam will go up to anybody, and hey, this is one. He's an artist. Oh my God, Miss Pam! But she strongly believes in me. Um, Anika Bristol, my casting director. Shout out to Anika's Closet. Um, Nia, who is one of the newest members of my team, and she is a go-getter. Mm -hmm. And they believe in me as well. And Tandalin, oh my God. Tandalin would get up in a whole room and uh, may I have your attention, please? We, uh, we have an artist here that you need to pay attention to. And it's, it's, it's funny because the majority of the members of my management team are women. Mm -hmm. They're lioness. And that's one of the things I wanted. And it wasn't by design. Of course, um, Rick Pilgrim is my, um, my main manager, but it wasn't by design to have um, sisters that's a part of my management team. But I do want to empower sisters in the hip-hop entertainment industry. I do want to see brothers accept the responsibility of treating women right and speaking to them right. And as men, we have to cut out all the excuses of the mistreatment of women in hip-hop and entertainment. Mm -hmm. it's, it's long overdue. And we talked about this the other day, and it's just like, it's not proper to 
um, confront a heavy set person and say, "Hey, fat person, come here." <laughs> you know, you would never go up to your yeah. mom or have a conversation and tell somebody your mom is a good B. My mom a good hoe. You know what I'm saying? B me like bitch. Yeah. No I'm fuck with you. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you know who who says that? You right. Know? And of course, I push when I when I speak to sisters, I I refer to them as kings. I refer to my brothers as kings. Not all of us are kings and queens, though. But that's the direction I go in when I'm addressing my my peers, my friends, or whatever the case may be. Because yeah, I, that's true. That's true. I ain't mean to cut you off, but I knew you. I knew you for a while, I and mean, I'm just a nigga that nigga roll off my tongue like it's nothing. But you be like, yo, hey man, don't call me nigga, man. Like, don't call me nigga. And I'm like, all right. And then sometimes I catch myself like doing it, and you, you every time you be like, yo, don't call me nigga, bro. Like, call me something else. And it's like, so where did that develop from? Like, why? No, why don't you say nigga? And why you don't want nobody calling you nigga? Well, there's there's no such thing as a good nigga, and we can justify it all we want. And some of the people who use that word, they get upset when other people call us that. Right. And they're ready to fight and take people off the planet. But I know a few them. good niggas, though. <laughs> I don't know any. Like, Keon, that's a good nigga, bro. You know that nigga that was? No. <laughs> I mean, he might be. I'm in, in, with you, bro. In I'm my opinion, stupid. he's a, a good brother and. A good nigga. I'm just. Go, ahead, go yeah. ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. But in, in my opinion, you know, I will refer to him as a good brother or something like that. I just. I don't call brothers niggas. And unless the shoe fit, but I I try my best not to result. I'm not going to use that word if I don't have to. Right. I, I don't call women bees or hoes under any circumstances. Right. And there are some out here. Right. But it's just not proper to approaching women and disrespect her like that. And yeah, yeah that's yeah. You're right. I I don't right. tolerate it. If if you disrespect any of the sisters in my circle, then we're gonna have a problem. And it's just hands down. Mm-hmm. And there is no more excuses for brothers. We have to not only protect, but we have to defend our women as well. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the negative influence, influences of men, especially brothers in hip hop, is really causing some serious mental health issues in, in our community. And we don't even know it. And how we treat our women. Our women go through a lot of pain and discomfort from our own hands and our own mouths. Mm-hmm. They should feel protected and celebrated around us. So we have to, and it's not anybody else's responsibility, we have to, as men, get together and decide, you know what, we're going to do better by our women and our own people, first and foremost. And I'm a strong advocate of it. So what does that mean? Like, well, what, like, like, what, how, how does that happen? How do you do that? The first thing that we have to do is acquire knowledge of self. We have to understand that we're not niggas. Somebody made some niggas out of us. <laughs> and once we understand that, and I like we had that conversation about Joe Rogan using the N word. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, yeah, we can bring that back up too. I've. I remember I was working at the Olive Garden and I shared this with you. This guy, this white guy called me a nigga and everybody expected me to take his head off. It didn't bother me. It bothers me more 
when my own people do it. Mm-hmm. But I understand why. And one of the things we have to do, we have to, we have to self-educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to look beyond slavery. Our history didn't start with us being enslaved. We have to change some of the things that was forced upon us. Like they say white supremacy. I don't believe in white supremacy. I believe in white arrogance. I don't think that no I don't think that they're a superior race at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't use those type of that type of language. But um when it comes to all of that, it is completely up to us to change how we address each other, how right. we see each other, how we right. communicate with each other. Right. And we, we have to put it in our heads, you know what? I want to be better. I want to be a better person. And accountability is, it's hard for people to look in the mirror sometimes. Mm-hmm. If, if you talk to the average person, if, if you look at them, they really, and you listen to them, people are really searching for self-identity. A lot of us, you know, and yeah. I, I, made, I made a joke about it. It's, it's part of my next project. Um, when we talk about our hair, I, I love my nappy hair, but somebody made nappy hair something be, to be ashamed of. Right. And some people and some sisters, not all, they don't like their hair, so they wear other people's hair. Mm-hmm. They don't like their eyelashes, not all of them, so they wear other people's eyelashes. And some of them don't recognize their own beauty because everybody wants to be a sister that's not a sister that's a woman. Hmm. Everybody wants to be a brother that's not a brother. Al, the way we move, the way we talk, can you imagine the NBA or NFL with no brothers? Hell no. Can you imagine fashion without us? So why is it that we have such a problem identifying the greatness that's within us. You know, I was watching something the other day and it, it gave me an answer to that question, but I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna think on it a little more and, and try to bring it back up. But I'm gonna circle back to the, um, the, the, the main point we started off with uh, Joe Rogan using the N-word. I want you to address that directly. Like, you seeing that, how did that make you feel in that situation? It, it didn't bother me at all. And one of the reasons why it didn't bother me is because it's his language. They made up that word. <laughs> so I can't, I can't be drawn off sides behind it. And for the most part, when we stop identifying ourselves as the N-word, then maybe possibly somebody outside of us Dropping that word may bother me, but I don't care what Joe Rogan says out of his mouth. Yeah, like even me, like I ain't, it don't, like you said, it's never a trigger point for me where if somebody said I'm going to just, you know, snap into action and start beating somebody ass. Right. Like, like I, I understand in a certain situation, I don't like it when it, when it comes from anybody who's not black, right? But what I don't like about that situation is he was saying it as if it was a quote from somebody else. He's quoting somebody else who's saying it. As if that makes it okay. Like, you're a 50-year-old man. How a 56-year-old man. Mm-hmm. You know that it doesn't matter what context you put it in. It's not 
people don't really care about the context. It's the fact that you saying it. Like, I don't care if you quoting it or if you calling somebody a nigga. It's the same shit. So just, mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that he was pretending. And I'm saying pretending. Maybe he really didn't know. But I didn't like the fact that he was pretending that he didn't understand that he can't say it as a quote either. <sighs> and then, did you see that meme when it was like, he was like, why white people can't say, say nigga, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was the dumbest <laughs> shit I've seen, bro. Well, as as far as him, like I said, him using the word, like, I just, I don't care. Right. I'm not advocating that his show be shut down or whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, I don't know. And this fucked up because I watch his show a lot. And, like, before this came out, like, years ago, I, I was watching something, like, live. And, and he said it. And it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, what? I didn't. I almost didn't want to watch his show no more. Like I understood what was happening, but it was like, damn, why would he do that? Like, why would you say that? I have a um, older homeboy named Dennis, and if you call him boy, he'll be ready to take your <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, that's off. another one. And so it's like we have to understand as as younger brothers and sisters coming up, that word is associated with so much pain from those that are our, our grandparents and we use it like you said it just rolls off of our tongue and when somebody outside of us says it we're ready to shut them down and do all these types of things but if we don't have enough respect for ourselves to see how offensive that word is to some of our grandparents who took some sticks across the head and they marched and got hit with water hoses and all that just so we can share the same toilet with certain people. If we don't understand how offensive that word is, then why is it that we get mad when other people use it? We got to clean ourselves up. Mm. And it's a no-brainer. But what would you, what do you say to the people that say, no, when I'm saying, nigga, like, I'm saying, like, like my friend, like a person, like I'm using it like that. Well, just say my friend then. But but niggas sound better. Niggas <laughs> sounds better until somebody you feel shouldn't be saying it says it. Right. And then the next thing you, you dropping know, you, some some knowledge here. I ain't yeah. Will. Just that word. That word, like I said, it's it's associated with a, a lot of pain. Right. And. I say it in one of my songs, niggas, bitches, hoes, and fools are what we've been made and who made it cool for us to walk around high. How can we progress when brothers nowadays can't pass a piss test? And it's, it's really painful when you, you think about it, when, when you come into knowledge yourself and you think about, do we really see each other as a bunch of niggas? Do we really see our women's, uh, women as bitches and hoes? It's just not cool. We, you go out and you, yo, who is that B over there? Yo, it's a, <laughs> I went to a club. Like, it was some room and that. It's not cool at all. And we try to justify it and say, no, when I say that, it's just, I, I mean it this way. Well, say what you mean. Mm. Because if it's cool, you shouldn't get upset when somebody else says it. And that's just my opinion. Mm. So, like, the way that you're talking right now. Well, number one, I don't know if if your content you make is for like the younger generation, like twenty and under. But who do you think is talking to the younger generation right now, telling them you know that type of information? 
the younger generation, um, I think that most people make music for their peers, the people in their circle. And most rappers, they're talking about their experiences, their, what they have gone through in life. Now, and there's some out here because um, I met a rapper from Richmond and he was talking about popping perks and all that. And we, huh? I said, you pop, you pop perks, man. He said, no. I said, but you're talking about it in your song. <laughs> And he was like, man, are you crazy? I don't use perks. I said, but you said in your song, I'm, I'm popping perks. You know, he said, man, that's what my friends do. He said, hell no, I don't pop no perks. I said, but you perpetrating. He said, man, one, I'm going to say whatever I need to say to get my mom out of the situation that she's in. That was his mindset. And then he comes from a house, a nice house. So he wants to put his mom in a better situation. I don't have a problem with that. But most rappers are just directing their music towards their peers. They're not right. thinking about the younger generation, even the ones that are parents. Program directors, though, they have children, and they can't even play their own station with their children in the car. But they shy away from promoting a conscious rap. It doesn't have to be me. And when I say conscious, I mean we all are conscious, but it's just a certain style, certain mm -hmm. genre. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with that. But I, I don't see a lot. There are some. I don't see a lot of rappers making music for a younger generation. I don't. They just make it for their peers. Mm. And that's, that's natural. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we kind of got deep right off the buck. Pause. But I want to kind of circle back to we're going to keep it on your content. You got a new project, right? Mm -hmm. Is it coming? Is it out? It's out. It's out. Yeah. So tell me about what into what went into making that project. Um, what what went into making it, and what did you want it to be when you put it out? The the funny story about me creating the song, the one, and I'm gonna try to be swiftly as possible about this. I wanted to work with Rio from Richmond. He's a producer, and I liked his stuff. He's a Grammy Award winning producer, and somebody knew Rio. And I was like, yo, can you introduce me? And they gave me the song and dance with, no, Rio doesn't want to work with you, this, that, the third. So my cousin Jay, shout out to Jay. People don't know Jay or not our family. He's a ghostwriter. And I saw something about um, him and Rio, they were working with Jill Scott. And I hit Jay up, you working with Rio? He was like, yeah. I said, man, I've been wanting to work with him for a while. And Jay said, oh, really? I said, yeah. He said, say no more. He made a phone call two days later. Rick and I are sitting in front of Rio. And Rio said, okay. He said he liked the direction I was going in as far as my music. And he was one of the most down-to-earth brothers when we met. And then once we decided to do the song, I came in the studio. And he said, bro, you ain't doing no long story, dog." <laughs> he said, no story. He said... I want you to do a song about you because people don't know who you are and people need to know who is one. How did you get that name? And so that's how the first person, the first people to call me one, they call me son. That's how that came about. And so I started spitting my verse and somewhere in my verse, I said, I'm a lion. He said, stop. You ain't no lion, man. You ain't no lion. And I'm like, who does he think he's talking to? Yo. And he just was like, no. You need to write a song about you, but you're not a lion. Don't know, nobody knows who you are in the industry. You got a, 
a, a, a following, a small following, but you need to get to the next level. So he said, "You're not no lying, man." I was two twenty seven <laughs> when I went in the studio with Rio. Ew, you know. I had three sessions with him. Man, I, I when we finished the song, I lost about ten pounds. I was stressing, and I, I was calling Jay at three, four in the morning. Yo, man, what is up with Rio? And Jay was like, man, he just wants to bring out the best in you. It was the most uncomfortable situation in the studio because I struggle in the studio that I was put in. But he was challenging me, putting me in uncomfortable situations. And then one day he just said to me, are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm all right. He said, look, man, either you can make the song or you can go home. Either way, it's fine with me. So I called Jay. Yo, do you know he said this to me? He said, yeah, he wants you to make the song. You have a choice. One, you an artist, make the song. He said, just go in the studio and make the song. So we, show is on the hook, my nephew. Shout out to show, dope. Show is ridiculously talented. So show came in the studio. Real, it was a choice between my singer Wes and show. And Rio picked show because of his tone and that natural VA sound. Um, my next song is with Wes, Wes is on the hook, but so show went in and I was messing up and show spit my verse and say it this way and that way and it was just like real like yo your nephew killing you in here so I'm like <laughs> call Jay again at night three in the morning Jay is just like man just just do the song and so that experience made me a better studio artist because I had all the stuff in my head how it was supposed to go <laughs> and all I had to do was get in front of the mic and be me Hmm. So that's how the song came about. Was that his whole point in telling you like the you're not aligned and this and that, just trying to tell you to just be whoever you are? Well, Rio, first of all, he, he's been there and done that. He's he's a Grammy Award winning producer. He felt as if I was holding back and I was incorporating other people instead of putting myself in front of the world because like my other two videos shivery ain't dead it's it's about um how my perception perception of how you should date it's really not about me keep your head up is not about me so real wanted me to do a song about me that's a good point all of them says ain't none of that shit about you right that's crazy i never even thought about that well the type of person i am i'm i'm willing to help as many people as possible Right. But I'm learning that's not beneficial to me because a lot of people are there for what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. They're not interested in helping me get to the next level. Some of the people that's even in, in my video, they're there just for them. What can they get out of it? Mm -hmm. They're they're opportunists. So people like you, people like myself who provide platforms and opportunities for other people, we can't expect people to be us. Mm -hmm. It's not reciprocal. And nowadays, it's cool to be a user. It's cool to let me see what this person has and take from this person and not give back. It's to the point where people don't even say thank you anymore. They just try to get around you and, and utilize some of your contacts, some of your connections for their benefit at all. And they, they completely forget about you. So... Real wanted me to make it about me, and the song is about me and, and some of the obstacles that I overcame, and I'm, I'm still 
um, overcoming certain obstacles that were placed in front of me because it shouldn't be you shouldn't have to really work hard in the music industry if you have true friends so one thing I learned from this song and I'm so glad Rio pushed me to this point that everybody that you consider to be your friend and my manager says it all the time certain people are acquaintances there's a big difference between friends, acquaintances, and people you just know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people pose as your friend because they want something from you, but they're not your friend. They're just somebody that you're acquainted with. So the one, I think everybody can put themselves in my shoes in the song, and they can say, you know what, I, I go through this too. I go through this too. And it's, it's my belief that this will be a number one song. I don't believe that anybody can stop me along with my management team mm -hmm. and the people I surround myself with because mm -hmm. I'm going hard to push it. And if I have to push it by myself, that's what I would do. But I got lioness around me. So that's the direction I'm going in with, with the song and how it was created. Right. Okay. Great in-depth explanation. Do you have, and I've never, if you do, I haven't seen it, like any full length projects out on streaming platforms? Like the one is, it's out, um, keep your head up. No, it's, I'm talking like a, like a, an album or a, a mixtape, whatever, no. of like eight tracks, 12 tracks, something no. like that. Do you plan on making anything like that? Yes. When? I'm working now. I'm working. Really? On okay. It. I'm working on it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cause see, I think, you know what? I don't mean to cut you off. That will give. Because everything that I've heard from you is just like a song and a song and a song and a song. It's great. If you can put a, a collection of of tracks together in a project, that'll give... Now, if people can listen to something like a full production from you, they'll get an understanding of what it is that you're trying to do and, 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 and who you are as a person, as an artist. I agree. So you're working on that right now? I'm working on it right now. Okay. That's I'm, what's up. I'm, I'm working on it. One thing I can say about your music, dog, your shit always sounds like fucking, fucking, <laughs> like the best producers in the world is pr making this shit sound good. Like, I don't know, I don't know who you be working with. I don't know where you go, but your shit sounds good. All right. I'm the production share. sounds good. Uh, John Vanessa produced Keep Your Head Up, and that's my lead guitar player. You okay, know, yeah, you mentioned him before. That's my brother. You mentioned um, him before. He's a good brother. White dude with Shout the out John. head on, yeah. on the guitar. Shout out to John Vanessa. Uh, he produced uh, Keep Your Head Up. And it was mastered by KP. Oh, man, I can't think. Well, to find KP, he... Oh, what's KP's? Oh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. But KP, he does a lot of work for 50 Cent. Okay. And when he first heard my stuff, he was like, man, I, I get tired of getting shot every time I'm in the <laughs> studio. He said, Ew. this is refreshing. He said, send me all of your projects. Really? So he makes sure my stuff sounds right. And I mean, this is what he does. Yeah, your shit sounds so, good. It sounds good. And Jay, shout out to Jay. Jay masters my, my vocals. And Jay doesn't want any credit or anything i'm like yo let me he's like nah man i'm i'm doing this for you i want to make sure that you get to the next level and that's just love and that's my definition of friends like i couldn't pay jay 
Like we've had arguments over, yo, bro, let me do, no, man, let me do this for you. No, no, don't do that. So it's the people I have in my corner that I know are in my corner, they're in my corner. And what makes it difficult for artists like myself is that what's in it for me? Man, you'd be surprised the celebrities that have hit me up and said they like my stuff, but they won't share it unless it's a, a price attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they, they live in fear to a certain degree and they want to benefit. They have a platform in order for me to put your music. out. I like it on the low, but you're going to have to pay me for me to let people know I like it because mm-hmm. it's my brand. I understand it to a certain degree, but those same artists, if they put out a song that you like, they want you to share as much as possible. Right. But they won't do the same for you. Right. Right. So. Yeah, no, that's facts. That's big facts. That's just like like the whole reason. I probably say this like five different times, but the reason I created this platform, like when I was out, I was out in like 2016, 2017 like doing my model and shit when i i got some good milestones so when i came back i was reaching out to people like yo y'all should be talking about this like i'm from mm-hmm. the city mm-hmm. like, you should be talking about this and nigga was coming to me like yo you okay we got this this package you know this this uh, whatever package like all right yeah get your money but if jay-z came down here y'all wouldn't be charging this nigga nothing to come on your shit you wouldn't not at you all you wouldn't and i'm a nigga that's from here like you should be talking about this right so I was like, man, I'm going to make my own shit. Fuck it. I'm going to make my own shit, and I'm going to talk about people from here, and I'm not going to charge them because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. See, one of the issues that I, I well, I want to see Richmond change the mentality of there's plenty of talent down here in, in so many different areas. There's talent in music. There's talent in what you're doing, podcasting, modeling, and all that. But Richmond has, and it's not all the people from Richmond, but it's kind of like, well, let's wait until mm-hmm. they're accepted other places. I go to New York, I get love. I go to North Carolina, I get love. I get love in Richmond, too. But it's not the same as the L.A. type love. And it's like, it seems that Richmond is waiting for other people to accept you. Like, if you, if you get hot in L.A., then oh yo yeah they love that T Mines from yeah. Richmond that's my guy yeah you know so that's the thing I, I've seen and, and certain Richmond artists who who have that you you know them like you you call them on the phone you hung with them it's like they promote everybody if man I look at people pages that consider themselves to be they share everything they share the most ignorant i mean dumb memes. stuff <laughs> memes but they won't share your podcast they won't share my video and then if you ask them they'll say yeah they'll do it but they act like you hurting them <laughs> it's like dude you just shared an old lady falling down the steps why can't you share new richmond this is dope this is lit you get something from this podcast. Why won't they share it? Because you're from Richmond. But yet, they'll share the breakfast, breakfast club in a heartbeat. Facts. And can't get in touch with nobody from the breakfast club. <laughs> Facts. Facts. But they'll share it. <laughs> but they won't share your podcast. So Dude. you can be the next breakfast club or bigger in Richmond. They won't share 
um, certain artists. And mm-hmm. like, I, I can't think of um, an artist from Richmond right off the bat, but let's just say Big No. I met Big No, shout out to B Sounds, man. B Sounds and um, The Dinner Plate. I met Big No That's there. the name of that show, right? The Dinner Plate? Man, they, they're awesome, man. The Dinner Plate is awesome. That's a platform they're giving That's Richmond. That's on uh, 101.1. Oh, shoot. You're going to have to make 101.1 fam. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. SB fam. I think that's his shit. Like, every yeah. time I see, like, it's him and, like, a group of people. Right. A group of different people doing it. They're providing a platform for Richmond-based artists. And they go above and beyond and make sure that we have that platform, like like yourself. Yeah, he always show love. B Sounds is always, yeah. And he stopped taking his medicine too. B Sounds is hilarious. ADHD bandit. Yeah, and and just a good brother. The whole crew over there, they just good people. The sister and all that, just good people. Yeah, and for a good little bit when he was doing, well, he probably still doing it, but I just haven't been anymore. Like he would be DJing at like Applebee's or something up the street. He, I would go there just to, you know, get a couple drinks, show some love. I did one or two of his fashion shows that he did. He was just always a cool nigga to be around. Like, always. Just and he speaks. All of, he speaks. He speaks. He ain't gonna fake on you. He ain't gonna no. be like, uh, it's like, oh, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Real shit. Like, real, just keep it 100. I can walk in a building and be sound. I can have a hoodie on and and be sounds. A shout out to one, one, and point. And all that. And it's just like, that's just B sounds. He's mm-hmm. never changed up. Mm-hmm. And all that. So, shout out to B sounds. And, uh, but... We need more people like that in Richmond. The talent is here, man. Yeah, it is for sure. It's it's here. And like we got man, we got people like BK Fulton from Richmond. Mm-hmm. BK has everything. He's as a matter of fact, he has a movie out right now with um Leon and Bruce Willis, A Day to Die. Uh you have Steve Branch, you have Jose, you have Heather Walters, the head of the Richmond International Film Festival. You have some giants here, mm-hmm. but how are they treated as well? I'm going to go ahead and ask you, because you, you, you're kind of on a path. Of a question that I always ask, um, and I'm going to ask you, then I'm going to run to the bathroom, but it's going to let you talk. What's, um, is there anybody in Richmond right now that you think needs some type of recognition? Whether they do music, they, uh, like, they own a business, they do triathlons, it don't really matter. Like Anybody else you think needs some recognition? Mm. Who needs recognition? Man, Pilgrim Dash Records. It's an independent record label that promotes positive music. And the CEO of Pilgrim Records is Rick Pilgrim. He is a mentor to so many people. He's done a lot of construction in the Richmond area, um, the Black History Museum. And the Black History Museum needs some recognition too. Uh, that place should be packed every day. And it's not for some reason. But back to Pilgrim Records, it's, it's a independent record label from Richmond that's doing all it can, all it can to get artists to the next level. And so I think that uh, a, a lot of people don't necessarily know about how to support Pilgrim Records. 
So for those who don't know how to support Pilgrim Dash Records, it's it's simple. You go to the website, you check out some artists. If you like the artists, Richie Rowe, who's ridiculous, Trey Three, he's good. Um, just the name two. I'm on there. If you like the artist, you share. It's just that simple. Yeah, shout out to Rick. Yeah. Real so, down to earth, solid dude, man. Pilgrim Dash Records and hundred um, percent solid. Solid cat. And um who else needs recognition? I'm not gonna give Major Look Productions any recognition until <laughs> Major shares my videos. This this is my guy. He got everybody's stuff on his page. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Major. He got everybody's stuff on his page but mine. And we have a video that's potentially going to be a number one song where it's going to be a number one song. And I want to see it on Major's page. Shout out to Major. Major just bought a new toy. and He just riding all around the city. Oh, where? What oh, he got? Man. He just copped the... Um, the 745. He just caught oh, the yeah. big boy. He's sliding. Yeah, he's sliding hard. I see. And Major is that 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 typical New Yorker. Like, when we work together, Major's always trying to make me cool. Because mm-hmm. he's cool. I'm hot. I'm cool. I'm running around. I'm hitting him with the Denzel. I run this. You're going to do this this way. And Major's like, all right, whatever. Well, we're going to shoot this scene this way. I'm like, yo, did you, we shooting it this way. <laughs> and he's like, relax. But, yeah, shout out to Major. But I'm not giving him no recognition. <laughs> Shout out to Major. You I ain't giving him no recognition. No, nah, he did a good job on your. Uh, the, only, the one that I know of for sure is the the Chivalry Ain't Dead one. Like mm-hmm. I was there in it, and you know it's it's different to like be there and then when you see the final product, it looked good. He's good at what he does. Man, he's he's very good at what he does, and and the funny thing about it is, if my next project with Major, uh, shout out to Brianna. Bozeman, I, my next project is a song called Relate to Me, produced by my brother Roger mm-hmm. and Carol Ellis III, EJ. Shout out to the band Belief, That Will Be Done, Wes. Um, my bandmates are, are my friends. We don't hang out all the time, but those are my guys. And I prefer, as a hip-hop artist, to always perform with a band because you can just do so much with live music. Mm-hmm. But... Um, my my next project with Major will be Relate to Me. And we're going to do um, a behind-the-scenes video of and of Major and I and I and the workings. I, I want to show people all the work that goes in. One of the reasons why I want to do it is because one of the girls in my video, she came for me. And... She wasn't very positive. This happened the other day. She decided to tell me how I should um, consult with people about my ideas. Mm. And I look at I looked at her intentions, but first of all, I didn't ask her for her opinion. Mm-hmm. But she just went in, and it was a lot of negative energy. Mm-hmm. And I took it because I understand to a certain degree that some of us project our pain on others. And when when people say things like, um, I shared it with these people and they thought this way and they thought that way, that's fine. Everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. But if they're not cutting the check, that's all it is. It's an opinion. And so why should I be so concerned about 
a few people in your circle and I started sending her people who wanted to work with me off of my next project. But I want to do a whole behind the scenes thing because people really don't understand how much work. I don't just shoot videos. They are productions. Mm. And my videos are designed to elevate not just me, but everybody that's in my video. If It's a tool for you to market yourself as well. Hey, I was in this project and I want people to do that. I want people to get opportunities from my production. So that's right. what I'm going to do next with Major. But okay. I'm not giving Major any <laughs> shout outs. Yo, you stupid. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to go back to the project because I think that would be a major milestone for you if you put something out. So you're working on it. Is mm-hmm. something coming this year? Yes. A full length project this full year. Full length project. How many tracks you thinking? 10. 10 tracks? 10 to 12. Okay. 10 to 12. 12 is like that Goldilocks zone for me. Mm-hmm. Just me as somebody who's listening to music. When I see 12 tracks, I'm interested. But see, one of the things, who sets the standard for what you have to do as an artist? One of the things I want to do. You with, do. Exactly. And one of the things I want to do with my projects, all of my songs have to make sense from start to finish. Right. I'm not just making music because the pressure is, yo, you need to put a mm-hmm. project together. Mm-hmm. That is not at all why I make music. Mm-hmm. I make my songs to provoke thought mm-hmm. and to put people in a situation where they're thinking about what's going on in life. Keep your head up. Um, that is about the condition of sisters. It's hard for sisters with a, to walk across the street because if they have a shape or something, they may be disrespected. So keep your head up. It's coming from that perspective. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a brother who, who just got out of penitentiary because he made a mistake. And instead of being embraced by his uncle, his uncle is telling him what he's not going to do. Now, he's just been locked up and dealing with people telling him what he can't do. Now he, he's home and free and he's going through the same situation. That happens every day. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to shine some light on that. So all of my projects are going to be ran together. And it's it's almost going to be like you can put all of them together and it makes that's sense. That's great. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, especially if you can organize it in a project that way that it's like, damn, this shit is like all these are individual stories. But it's a story compiled, you know, all together. I'm I'm heading towards getting into film as well writing my own scripts for film because most of my videos are six minutes long and it's it's for you to buy the song the video is just the visual right but buy the song on spotify find me on spotify the one and o-n-e is always capitalized and um that's that's what i'm doing with my music as far as creating my album um I'm working on a song called Our Sons, and it's just shining light on how sometimes single mothers, they put their children in uncomfortable positions because they have something against the father. And I don't like seeing sisters use children as toys 
if you don't treat me right, you can't see your son. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deprive you the opportunity of being a father. I don't go through that. But I've seen people that's extremely close to me do that. Mm-hmm. And one per- person in particular who's who's close to me, I probably go to his barbershop today, I ain't going to say his name. But I at first I was like, nah, you, you, you need to step your game up. But some fathers are put in a situation where it's like, do I put my freedom in jeopardy and deal with this mother who is making everything extremely difficult for me to be a father because I don't meet her expectations. And so the child is trapped in the middle of all of that. So I'm writing a song about that. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not giving fathers any passes. If you have a child, you should raise that child. But how, as a father, can you raise a child when you have the mother always in the way because you you don't get along with the mother mm-hmm. has nothing to do with your 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 skills to parent but that's like has. kim and kanye right now you've been seeing that yes sad it's tragic um kim and kanye mm. <laughs> I, i'm not even gonna speak yeah I, I ain't say that to go <laughs> deep into that but that's that relates that's exactly what you're talking about i, I couldn't imagine being in no shit like that yeah I'm i'm glad i don't have to go through that but it's um it's it's very challenging for some fathers to be fathers. Now to the sisters out there they're saying, What about me? What about me? This ain't for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about from a father's eyes. Mm-hmm. A father who wants to be in a child's life but doesn't want to have too much to do with the mother at all. They just want a parent. And and it's not all sisters. I'm talking about the sisters who come in between that and let's just say mental health in our community is a serious situation that we need to address especially the science of raising children especially that science because no child has asked to be here Mm -hmm. and I've seen mothers say you know what that's your daddy in you that's why I can't stand you I've heard mothers say horrible things like, I should have aborted you because you remind me of your father. Now, as a child, and you hear that, it's a lot of mothers turning their children against the father and producing this, this spirit of anger towards the entire world because of what they're receiving from some mothers and it's, and it's not all mothers it's just some mothers mm-hmm. and there are some fathers out here that just ain't crap hmm. hands down and, and they should be dealt with hmm. so that's that's one of the songs that i'm working on as well called what are we doing to our sons well it's called our sons right okay um how long do you think you'll be making music for until one says, you know what? I need to stop making music. <laughs> I am the boss of me. And it's, it's, it's interesting that you would say so because I've had, when I first started, I've had people give me a, a time frame. Really? Yeah. Man, you know, rap is a, a, a teenage sport, man. You know, you, after, you know, you turn... 
30, you should give it up. I've had people say that to me. And I'm like, okay. And, and I take in consideration where they're coming from. But there's a such thing as overstepping your boundaries that people don't know. There's a such thing as you need to mind your own damn business. Mm-hmm. I'm not in your pocket, so why mm-hmm. are you trying to tell me <laughs> when I should do certain things? Right. And it's always, man, you get the best, you get, you get the most advice from people who you can look at and pick apart if you choose to. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody tell me um, I should look at another career because they don't like my music. And I'm like, man, you owe me $400 trying to tell me you need another <laughs> career. You need to give me my money. And it's like he was so serious about it. Right. And he's like, you owe, what about the money you owe me? Oh, you still own that? Yeah, I'm on it. You ain't give it back to me yet. <laughs> who, who put a time frame on that? You, you capped that off. Right. It's been a year and a half, so you, you feel like you don't have to give me my money back. I should call his name out. I ain't going to do that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, when I decide that I'm going to hang it up, I'll hang it up. Mm-hmm. But I love making music. And if you look at most real artists, they don't, they don't make music just because they they make right. music because they just they, that's sure. what they like to do yeah and I, I love making music i love um sitting down at the at the computer drawing out my um my storylines for my project i i love the whole process now the hardest part about putting together a production is well i have anika and i have tandolin and nia i have some lioness Sometimes you 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 invite people in your circle that's just there to see how they can benefit. And if things don't go the way that they feel they should, then they try to tarnish your name or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But when you have them female lions looking at them girls, man, and, you know, Tandalin is six feet tall, and she's my cousin too. That's hilarious. And Nia and, and Anika... They they handle that and putting out a production. Sometimes you you pull in some of the wrong people, and you have to you you run into little stumbling blocks. Yeah, yeah. But I love the whole process of of writing it out, and and I love how Anika. I said, hey, I need this person. I need that person, and we get together and. She'll pull them in, and next thing you know, we, we have a, a whole casting team and sitting down and going over the, the strip and everything. And um, I, I love that whole process, man. Yeah, and, like, probably creating music is, or at least rap is, that is, it's, it's funny that you say that. That's one of the art forms that people really do try to put a, a time frame on. Like, don't nobody tell nobody how long they can paint. Right. Don't and nobody tell people how long they can, you know, do shit like that. But we do that in hip-hop. Right. Nobody in Dolly Parton's peers is telling her or Garth Brooks or Madonna that they need to hang it up. Right. We do that to ourselves, and that's because we are some of the most creative people on the planet, especially when it comes to creating a meme. We're the meanest towards each other sometimes in some of these memes and all that, like, the whole Michael Jordan crying meme. You know, nobody 
cared about Jordan, maybe because he has a whole bunch of money. But that was mean. It was very <laughs> mean-spirited. But we laugh at stuff like that. Right. You know? we we Nowadays, if, if somebody gets into a fight, you have more people pulling out their phone than trying to break up the fight. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we really doing out here in, in hip-hop? And who's saying, you know what? We need to blow the whistle on that. This needs to change. It has to. So, I'm trying to forget figure my point. You saying like the like the way people look at the art form of hip hop has to change, or what, what? What specifically? Well, how we do business in hip hop has to change. How we treat each other as a people most definitely has to change and hip hop is a major influencer all throughout the world. Some of the most popular people on the planet are hip hop artists. They're bigger than politicians and everything. It used to be, you know, if, if you were a mayor, you were one of the most popular people in the city. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the case anymore. Mayors Mm -hmm. have to humble themselves and go to rappers Hey, man, you know, I need you on this campaign, man. That's what mayors are doing. And look at every major city. The mayor is trying to align themselves with hip-hop artists. President Obama aligned himself with a lot of celebrities. Jay-Z, Beyonce. Trump tried. It just didn't work out. And so that's the power of of hip-hop. And us as hip-hop artists... We have to change how we do things. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, as far as like that, that um, when should you stop or continue rapping and so forth? Other genres of, of music, other cultures, they don't do that to their artists. That's true. Yeah. From what like, I see. I've never heard any person call Goff Brooks old school country music. That's oh, never like, happened. Like it's old school rap. Right. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is just hip hop. KRS One, I don't know how old KRS One is, but I had the pleasure of No, nah, that's meeting old school, him. bro. That's not I'm fucking KRS One <laughs> is a lyricist. Right. He is a lyricist and is not smart to get in the ring with KRS One and go bar for bar. It's not smart to get in the ring and go bar for bar with LL Cool J. They are hip hop artists. You think even now, because people like each each generation always develops and like learn new stuff. Do you think they will be able to even like be in some of the lingo or like, do you think that they will be able to compete with a lyricist from this generation? I'll, I'll take one from Richmond. I would say mad skills as far as freestyling. He's old too, though. Like I'm talking about like modern. But I'm I'm saying from what I've seen. Right. Of of mad skills. Like when he does the wrap up every year, that's genius. Yeah. And other people are mimicking that. Right. But that's the genius in him. You you the bars are there. Right. So and I'm not trying to say, you know, when you see mad skills jump in front of him and try to you know <laughs> I'm not saying that at all, but he does hip hop. To me, he doesn't do old school hip hop. To me, KRS one doesn't do old school hip hop. KRS one new album. Kid Capri new album. I didn't even know Kid Capri 
could flow. Kid Capri album is fire. And he's known arguably to be one of the best and biggest DJs on the planet. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. he got bars. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter how old he is. What matters is how does the music sound? Right. And nowadays, most rappers are not popular for their bars or their music. They make more headlines getting into unnecessary trouble. Not all, but too many. I get it, yeah. So it's kind of gotten, gotten away. Hip-hop has gotten away. Music, period, has gotten away from actual talent. It's who can you market. Mm. Because it's some singers out here that don't have the, the same ability as a Whitney Houston or a, a Jennifer Hudson or Jill Scott or Erica Badu. But they're getting it. And it has nothing to do with their talent. It has everything to do with their marketing team. And somebody chose them and said, you know what? We're going to make this person a star. They ain't choosing them because of talent. When the last time that you heard an artist that you could say, man, that person really, really can sing. It's been a while for me. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. I don't know. I like her, the girl, her, and I'm just naming. She's really talented. Mm -hmm. She can sing. She can play guitar. Um, Kay Michelle, she's talented. It's it's a couple of them out there that, you know, I can name. But the majority, it's it's plenty of people that you can go on Instagram and click on. And you're like, yo, this person really can sing. This person is really talented. But this person only has... A hundred, uh, a thousand followers, and they can have a whole body of work. Why aren't they being chosen? If it's all about good music, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. We, we we about an hour and ten in. Um, usually the last thing we always do is a freestyle topic, just a random topic about anything. It's not rapping. It's just. A random. We having conversation about anything random, so, and I normally let the guests get the opportunity to bring something up. So, would you like to come up with a random topic for us to I'll talk you, some shit about? I'll let you pick the topic. You gonna let me pick? Yeah. All right. If you could be any animal, what would it be? Land or sea? It would be a lion. I knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> It would be a lion. Why lion? Because the lion exudes confidence. His mane, the the lion, I'm, I'm talking about a Mustafa lion, not the ones you see in the zoo, but a lion who has come into his own. There's a certain level of confidence that that lion What's has. What's a Mustafa lion? A Mustafa, the, um... And what's the in the Lion King? Lion King? Yeah, oh, Mustafa. Mufasa, nigga? Mufasa, Mufasa. I'm like, yo, is that a Mufasa? Mufasa, lion? yeah, a Mufasa type lion. Okay. And lions, when they roar, every other animal in the jungle has to be aware of where the lion is at all times. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, I heard it somewhere that lion is not the biggest, the strongest, or the fastest, but. It's the way he presents himself. Mm-hmm. You have to know what a lion is. I am a lion. Mm. And these hyena style, 
monkeys in the tree type people I'm hard for them to deal with because I'm un- unafraid to be me and sometimes when you have a certain level of confidence people want to break you down oh he's arrogant and that's all a that. fact yep. they want to break you down because of their insecurities but a lion is not concerned about where the monkey is unless he's hungry a lion is not concerned about where any other animal is when the lion is ready to eat, the lion gets up and he moves around and everybody has to pay him some attention. And that's why I would choose the lion. Mm. Because I'm moving around and everybody's going to have to pay me some attention. Mm. Okay. Because my roar is going to be the loudest roar in the <laughs> industry. I... What, 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 what animal would you be? I would be. I was trying to fuck with you for a little bit, but... <laughs> I would be a fucking probably a killer whale, right? Because most people will say something that's on land, and we live on land. I don't know everything about land, but I mean I've experienced it. But I don't know much about the ocean, so I would like to see what it would be like to be an animal in the ocean. And killer whales, they ain't really got no no predators. They 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 kill sharks, they kill seals, they kill anything. So. I would like to know, and they're pretty intelligent. Like they've known to be one of the most intelligent animals in the ocean. So mm-hmm. I would like to see what it would be like to be, like in the ocean, hmm. as one of the like the the top apex predators in there. You know much about them? A little bit. Um, you you are, you're an animal planet type yeah. nigga. Yeah, I was they, on Animal Planet a lot as a kid. They're very intelligent. They hunt in packs. Um, they. They know how to work as a team and take down whales. Mm-hmm. So they they communicate. So they they're pretty intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Would you if you had to choose something from the ocean? What would it be? Um, man, let's see. I would be a soy fish. <laughs> Why was I thinking you was gonna say like a barracuda or some shit like that? I would be a swordfish and I'd stab anybody who tried to. <laughs> you'd be a killer way I'd run at you and yo. I wonder if, if that do they really stab stab animals with that shit? I'm just I curious. Know, I don't if, know. I know I would. Right. They got a sword in the a water. Fucking sword. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google that shit again. I forgot what they look like, but it's got that long ass. They have a long sword and um. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Like, I've seen people like uh, hook them and they get in the boat and start flapping around. I saw one dude, his leg, damn near was sliced off. You ever seen the one where it's like they got the sword, but it got like the saw blades on it? It looked like a yeah. You seen that shit? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Right. I would be that. I doubt it very seriously if if a shark was chasing it and it, and it turned around or a Ooh. whale. And even if they ate it, like if it went in their mouth, full speed, uh, it's, it's not gonna go good. It's not gonna be good for that animal. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. My second choice would be an eagle on land. An eagle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, because you can fly and shit. Yeah. And their vision and yo, eagles are big as fuck. We was just, we, oh, we said <laughs> that earlier. Eagles are fucking big, bro. I was at right. the zoo last last year. I forgot when it was, but. I don't know what type of eagle it was, but this shit was big. Like I'm talking about his wings was like maybe one and a half of me. 
Right. And like their body is like a fucking dog. Like they not little. Like you think a bird is just like some little shit. No, they big, bro. That shit probably weighs as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I've seen eagles snatch goats off of mountains. Yeah, like yes. Yeah. So that would be my second choice. Fucking eagle. That's nuts. I don't know if I got a second one. I have to think about it. But yo, is there anything else you wanna you wanna say before we wrap? I'm I'm good. I I thank you for the opportunity to Absolutely, man. We did a good hour, hour sixteen. Yes. Almost. My second time here. We got to do it again. But I'm telling you, bro, if I can get that other one to finish editing, I'm going to edit it and put it out because that was that shit was funny. Like, okay. that was a good conversation. I really liked it. It was it was me and Keon here. So if I can if I can get that one to load up on into Final Cut, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to edit it and I'm going to put it out. It's probably only like 10 minutes left to do on it anyway. We figure we can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead and drop your socials, bro. My social, you can find me on IG at One Ali Jabbar. That's O N E A L I J A B B A R. But the best way to connect with me is to go to Pilgrim Records. That's P I L G R I M Records. And um, is that the website? Yeah, Pilgrim okay. Records. Pilgrim Dash records.com yep okay all right that's what's up so y'all go ahead y'all already know how we doing follow us on instagram nourishing podcast youtube nourishing podcast nourishment show on twitter follow my personal instagram t-e-i-m-o-n-p-h-i-l-l-i-p-s follow my personal twitter underscore underscore c-a-l-l-m-e-e-t-e-e uh we ain't gonna cuss keon out today um, <laughs> I know I make everybody call him a bitch, but I'm gonna stop oh, doing that. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna stop doing that because man, he got a family and shit. They don't want to watch this shit and see him getting called a bitch. That's true. Well, so, anyways, all right. Thank y'all for tuning in. It was the podcast. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>